Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Tom Murphy, welcome. How are you, my friend? I'm doing very well, man. Hope, hope, hope you guys are doing the same. Buddy, we're having a great time. We're sitting here at uh, Oaklawn. It is Arkansas Derby weekend. There are a lot of folks who have filed in. You may be hearing them in the background right now. Uh, we've got lines open for the, uh, the Final Four in the sports book. The Masters is next week, and Wes and I both went over there last year and put a few bucks on the Masters. Uh, I mean, just a lot of fun things happening here in the Spa City this weekend. I wish you were with us. You uh, did pretty well last year at thank, the Masters. Thank you, Mr. Matsuyama. Appreciate you very much. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Oh, man, the sports world just keeps on turning, and this feels like a tiny little lull, but, I mean, you know, because basketball's over, but baseball is really going to heat up, and then the y'all kind of brought me in with the Sam Pittman uh, audio on KJ, and I'll tell you, we've been we've been access we've had access to all practices, and when you see the full gamut of a practice, and you judge it against what you've seen in the past, it's like when you see it, you know it. And this football team knows how to practice, and they know how to get after it. You know, guys get dinged up, and they, you know, they get up, and they get get back in the hole. I saw Eric Thomas do that. I saw Tykees Crawford do it yesterday. You know, they just get their shin banged or whatever happens, you know, bruise. And, and a lot of times guys will limp off the field in the old days. They just stay in there. They're tough. And the comments Sam had about K.J. a minute ago, that's one of the first things you notice is that K.J. Jefferson is on target. Uh, there, there were times in the past in spring where he'd, he'd be a little high, a little low. Think about the, the season opener last year where he, he was delivering high passes against Rice. He was just over overhyped. Well, now he just seems like he's in control of himself. Uh, the play-action throw to Malik Hornsby was a thing of beauty. It was the first play, of, as, as Sam Pittman said, the team run period. Dwight McLaughlin was out there at corner, and Malik just ran by him. And McLaughlin wasn't you know, wasn't beaten that bad. He was right there, but KJ dropped it in and Malik Hornsby made a great catch while going to the turf. And it was just like, wow. I mean, that kid, it's almost like they can use him at receiver. And so they're going to let him have a good shot at, at winning the starting quarterback job. But the things they're doing, they're motioning him around. They're giving him little sweeps. They're running him deep. Uh, the guy could be a difference maker with his speed at receiver. Well, we've heard a lot about the offense this week, and I hated to hear about the situation with Trey Knox. I know his family was in a car accident, and hopefully there's nothing lasting out of that. I know he's in concussion protocol, but it sounds like uh, I heard Danny West talking on the morning show today. He's put on some more weight and getting closer to, to looking like the tight end that he wants to be. Trey Knox is a great kid. He could have sold or pouted or gotten the transfer portal when he wasn't in the receiving court. Think about it. He went through an entire sophomore season where he didn't get a lot of passes, he had a chance to catch a two-point conversion at Auburn. You know, not an easy catch, but he didn't make it. And that two-point deal, I mean, it just they, – they missed an extra point, and the rest of the game they're chasing points on, on extra points, and they never got them. And they end up losing that, you know, badly officiated deal at Auburn. And so that's a whole year under his belt. Then he started last year as a wideout and didn't get a, a lot of targets the first few games, and then, bam, he's at tight end, and it's a different story. He made some – a big difference in games like Mississippi State and I want to say a touchdown drive against Bama, just the passes where he he beats his man. He gets seven, eight, nine yards. 
And uh, I think he's, he's going to continue to evolve as a, a blocker, but it could be his ticket. I mean, all these guys want to play on the next level. He did not have elite speed at receiver. He's got a great attitude. I, I saw him on the sidelines yesterday joking around with his teammates. So I think he's going to be fine. Um, and I, I couldn't quite tell if the, the, the family was like, if it was he and his family or a family in another vehicle hit him. But anyway, um, he's, he's in good spirits, and I, I suspect we'll see him back soon. And uh, when you think about what he could mean to the depth of tight end with Hudson Henry coming back, and you got backs in there as a big blocker, and then the Washington kid, I like the look of him. And, um, and we saw Aaron Outley getting some action yesterday too. So they're stacking back up the tight end. Tom Murphy, join us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, brought to you uh, by our friends over at Whole Hog Sports and the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Let me ask you about KJ's development. You talked about his throwing and how how he's sort of operated. I saw a video that was posted, I believe, by the Razorbacks, um, and they had him mic'd up. And there is a swagger and confidence, and we all know the mental side of the game is so important, and a guy that's coming in and has already been there, done that, looking to take that next step forward. I can only imagine what the the ceiling is for him. But uh, are you seeing that? I mean, are you hearing that Um, as far as his confidence level? I mean, he's obviously been a leader for for some time now, but it seems like he is uh, a little more comfortable, which could mean big things for Arkansas, I would think, this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. If if he stays healthy, he'll have a chance to surpass his completion percentage from last year, Uh, maybe run about the same, because that that running attack, y'all, that was legit. I mean, they led the SEC in rushing. Uh, with that, you know, that four-headed monster at running back, which I'm writing a story about that pretty soon. It's incredible. They've got that much talent in their backfield and lost Traylon Smith from it. But, yes, K.J.'s um, demeanor, his cool, uh, they're running some pass rush drills. And to me, it's like the first thing that jumps out is how quickly the D-line is getting some penetration. And when they're sending guys, there's almost immediate pressure. It reminds me of the LSU game and the fact that there's quick pressure on KJ. And he, and he managed to kind of wrangle out of it, keep his eyes downfield, and complete some stuff. And, and when the, the opportunity is there, he runs it. And uh, it's just um, it's just the demeanor of a veteran guy who's confident in what he's doing, confident in his teammates, the scheme, and the coaches, and, and what his abilities are. Um, so – you know, we look at, at a team and what they lost. And, you know, they lost Traylon Burke. That's a huge deal. Uh, they lost some linebackers and all. But I, I think just the general toughness, the, the attitude, the, the confidence level that they're going to have next year, I see it being similar to last year that, like, they're going to compete in almost every game. I don't see any Georgia-type blowouts on the horizon for this team anytime in the near future. And the big heavyweights in this conference in in, um, in the division, Bama, A&M, LSU, Auburn, I think they, they're going to be able to go toe-to-toe. And, and Ole Miss, all of them are swing games, but I think they can go to toe, toe-to-toe in every one of them. Tom, it sounds quarterback position's great, running backs, offensive line, tight end. What about wide receivers? What are they going to do about losing trailing Burks? Yeah, exactly. Uh, who can you throw the deep ball to? Well, Warren Thompson has his moments. He doesn't have the, you know, the catch uh, percentage that uh, Burks would have on deep balls, but he's not bad. Keetron Jackson, we saw earlier in camp, he flashed. Jaden Hazelwood, we saw him make a great one-hand over-the-shoulder catch, the one he hurt his shoulder on, and he's still wearing green. 
Uh, but I think he has the ability to be the deep play guy. And, and as Sam pointed out in another clip from yesterday, with Hornsby, if he's playing wide out for them, think about the height they now have. Keetron Jackson's 6'2", 6'3". Thompson's a tall guy. Jaden Hazelwood's tall. And Hornsby's 6'2". That's a lot of, of taller guys that can go up in high point balls and beat you know, shorter cornerbacks to some deep balls. So I just think they're building a roster the right way, and they're going to find a way to replace Burks's production, whether it comes from a couple or two or three different guys. I think that's going to be the case. Uh, whether they're going to have a guy who's, who beats man-to-man just as consistently as Burks did, uh, I, don't, I don't see that right now, but I do think um, – the other guys are going to get a little bit better, and they're going to have some swift guys like you know Bryce Stevens, um, Jaquelin Crawford, guys like that uh, who catch the crossings and, and things like that, and and can weave through a defense. Tom, uh, we've talked about quarterback, running back, tight end, offensive line, and now we've even talked about wide receivers. Tom, they're going to play some defense. I'm hoping this year. A lot of replacements uh, coming on that side of the football. What's the buzz in the early part of spring? about the defense well just as an overall unit as i was mentioning there's a there's a urgency on the snap they're, they're getting some penetration and, and and sam Pittman pointed it out yesterday that some of the stunts and, and twists that the o-line's seeing they've got to get better at so I, you know the o-line's got a good ways to go even though there's so many veterans returning uh, they've got to get better they've got to kind of gel a little bit more but um if they had like two, you know, all SEC caliber DNs, you know, they, they would be really, really good. And I think they, they believe Landon Jackson is going to give them a pass rush presence. And I just think we're going to continue to see Eric Gregory and Deshaun Stewart, uh, Zach Williams, um, you know, Matteo Soli get a little bit better. Um, and then they're kind of going to do it as a group. And they're going to send a linebacker and they're going to send a DB on certain plays and, and have five-man pressures. Uh, but I just think they're going to be really solid. I don't know if they're going to be a great pass rush team, but I think they're going to be a good one. Tom, how are the transfer guys looking, the guys that get out of the portal? Right. Uh, Breeny's starting to come around. He had, a, he had a big hit yesterday on the sideline. I couldn't see who he hit, but everybody got jacked up on that one. I mean, it's just a thud, but it was a really nice hit. Um, he wants to play some safety. He was a nickel at Georgia, but I think that he's going to be a combo nickel safety for the Razorbacks. And just a good, you know, a depth guy. I mean, he could wind up being a starting starting role. I don't know. Um, McLaughlin ran with the one some yesterday. I think he's a at least middle level and maybe higher tier level SEC cornerback. And to, to the point that Kari Johnson, who had been getting some work with the ones, uh, moved to middle safety. You know the position Jalen Catlin plays yesterday. So um, you, you just see depth developing there because you still got Simeon Blair, you got Miles Slusher playing safety and nickel, you got Jaden Johnson who's coming along, um, and and then some other guys, some new guys. So uh, Brown and Lewis, that that group. So there's just going to be a lot more, a lot more names, a lot more. I, I think you're going to be able to rotate more guys with, of course, Jalen Catalan being the the dude back there. All right, Tom, uh, appreciate the time. We're going to have to run. Talking a lot of uh, 
horse racing, and we're going to visit with one of the trainers of uh, one of the favorites for this weekend's Arkansas Derby. You want me to put anything on anything for you, Tom, this weekend? You got any tips on the Final Four or horse racing or anything else? I don't know enough about the ponies, but I, it looks like Duke might be on a steam train, but don't count out Kansas. I don't know. Y'all have a great weekend. I think that's a good take. I appreciate that. Thanks, Tom.